to this evening's edition of Triggered. I'm your host, Zachary Clark, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Adam Furman. Hey, Adam. Good evening, Zachary. We'll just take a little sip. We're coming to you live from the abandoned warehouse in the bad part of town. <laughs> yeah. You hear echoing footsteps and the occasional firework. There's, there's Clydesdales in here. <laughs> it's, it's the Wild West. <laughs> Adam, how the hell are you? I am uh, doing okay. Quite excellent. I took this opportunity today uh, to clean my gutters in my house in preparation for the winter that is coming. And we're supposed to get rain tomorrow. Sounds awful. Well, to clean the gutters, I climbed up onto the roof with the leaf blower. Oh, yes. And then I leaf blew out all of the gutters. But I am have a crippling fear of heights. Oh. Uh, the worst part is transitioning between ladder and roof. I remember as a child, I was up on the roof <laughs> with my dad for some reason, and uh, he had to retar a patch or something. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. But I couldn't get down because I couldn't do that transition. You know, you have to kind of like step yeah. out into air for a second as you flip around onto the ladder. Yeah. I mean, gravity would help you get down. Yeah, but not in a safe way. No, maybe not. Oh, you get to the you get to that rung like you have to stand up at the top and it's like your, all of your body is on the top of the ladder that's, like, hanging up over the lip of the roof. And so at any moment, you feel like this thing's just going to flip off and throw you. Yep. Who was your spotter? Allison. I had Allison hold the ladder for me so I didn't die. Okay. So, so there you go. I, uh, I too, did some roof work last, uh, well, when was it? Was it last weekend? Uh, it was very gusty. And I uh, had a really good patch down spout. And so I took my, <laughs> I took the downspout, and I took my hammer, and uh, I refit it. And I was, <laughs> I had my five-year-old <laughs> watching me from inside. You just walked out of the window, though, right? Correct. The wife was not happy. <laughs> I, that's like a hundred times safer. If I had a window that I could just step out onto the roof, I mean, I, that's the it best was my case porch. scenario. It was my porch. There's, so like, it's an awful lot of trust you're putting into that uh, porch. <laughs> hey, roof. but it's like, right? But you know, it's got like <laughs> it has like its own roofing and thing, and and it's attached to like it's attached structurally to the house. So, bigger to be safe. I I stomped on it a couple times first. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was in the middle of the summer, and the wife decided that she wanted to have the house power washed. Ooh, sounds so, fun. 
I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so we had these guys come, and they're like, oh, we can also clean your gutters out and make sure they're running freely. And we said, oh, I don't know. Okay, whatever. Oh, the scam. Anyway, yeah, well, it cost quite a bit of money for that. And uh, anyway, so I'm up on the roof today, and I got my leaf blower out, and I am trying to blow out the leaves that have fallen off of the trees into my gutters. Because, I don't know, we decided it would be a good idea to get the gutters cleaned halfway through the summer after I'd already cleaned them out from the spring stuff. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) I'm blowing them out, and then I got to a part, and uh, there was a bunch of juice in the gutter. So I'm spraying it out, and there's juice flying out and water and stuff. And I'm like, I thought that these idiots fixed our gutters up, cleaned them out so that they were running free, but apparently not. Apparently they were clogged up, and there's some juice in there. So they took my Gross. money and ran. We were also not happy about the uh, the appearance of our home after they power washed it. There was uh, hardly a noticeable change, and it cost several hundred dollars. Yeah, you just get the hose out and the nozzle with yeah, the jet. No, that was you know you've <laughs> seen jet. those like I don't know if you uh, know anybody that run like a power washing business, but they'll have like the before and afters, or they'll do a side by side of the part they clean. It's like night and day. It's like so ooh, it's sparkling clean and new. Well, there's yeah. none of that. This old house siding <laughs> here is just old and faded. Oh and, my gosh. You got you got this elder abuse scam on yeah. you at yeah. the age of thirty six or whatever. Oh, I know it, and uh, <laughs> I feel I feel really vengeful against these people. Well, I can't even remember the name of the company, so I can't even bow, bad mouth them to our seven viewers or whatever. They uh, yeah, they probably changed the name three times already. Hmm. So disappointed. But anyway, enough of my belly aching. Let's get into it. Coming up first, we have something new from the scanner. Scanner radio. Seventh in Ohio. Three subjects are walking south, threatening to blow up a building. Two PD in area. It's like in a world where three people are walking down the street. It's like someone on their porch overhears a plot to blow up a building. Yeah, I don't know how this happened. I'm just shocked about it. Will will QPD get there in time? Yeah, we're going to blow up a building. Yeah. Oh my gosh, did you hear those three guys walking down the road? <laughs> I overheard their illicit plan to blow up a building. <laughs> Why? How? When? Oh, I couldn't wrap my head around this, but, but I mean, good good on the QPD, acting fast on this hot tip. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a, you know, we've got a terrorist problem here in town. <laughs> building exploders are running wild on Ohio Street. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is getting winter, and there's always these fires that happen. But I have a suspicion that has to deal with <laughs> those space heaters rather than any type of. Oh, there's there was a boatload of fires. Most of them were like yard and leaf related. 
Uh, oh, so yeah. I didn't I didn't bother to pull those scanner hits of all of the leaf fires that were investigated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's been really windy lately too. So yeah, there's a, a high. There was a high fire danger. I'll say like a month ago or whatever, but I think it's passed. We had some rain. I'm not too worried about it, but I forego having a backyard fire there for a while. Anyway, up next, get ready for it. I don't know. Subject yelling at buildings, <laughs> walking north on Third and May, and I had I could only suspect that this was related to either the building exploders, because. This guy's obviously angry at a building, and those people wanted to take revenge upon it. Or in the or, alternative, the guy from last week who's uh, fighting a building. Yeah. So this continues our ongoing coverage of Infrastructure Wars 2020, where Quincy <laughs> yeah. residents are taking revenge upon buildings and lampposts and other forms of infrastructure. This was only a verbal assault, which in itself <laughs> isn't the worst. I yeah. mean, maybe, maybe this is this is the police de-escalation that we've been hearing about in the news. Instead of actually fighting the buildings, these people are now just verbally assaulting them. I don't to respond to that. Yelling at buildings. How did they know that? And they it wasn't like they were yelling at someone in a building. I don't know. Yelling at it. It's like, yeah, man. Dude's just... <laughs> dude's just yelling at buildings. Vinyl? <laughs> Vinyl siding? Uh. You, you were built in 1975? Oh, God. You're like not even... Uh, respectively aged uh, building. I thought you've got some lead-based paint. Lead-based <laughs> Your children might have higher risk of learning disabilities. <laughs> oh, no. Lead-based paint is a real issue, and if your house was built before 1970, you should really have a test done on your home. Yeah, or, you know, <laughs> if you've got kids, uh, they do lead tests yeah. frequently. Like, don't, don't, don't lick windowsills or chew on old uh, wooden toys. No. It goes for, those goes for adults, too. Anybody. <laughs> this is an age-restricted advice that I'm handing out tonight. <laughs> if, you're doing those, if you're doing those things, you probably should have gone to the doctor a while ago. <laughs> There's not too much to be done for you. You might be uh, too far gone, friend. And another tragic news. In Adams County, the EMS is responding for a male that has a paper clip stuck in his penis. Oh, no! <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Um, what are they doing? Um, and this is a tragic event. 
Tragedy. <laughs> Tragedy struck. I can't believe I'm I'm in shock. Actually, I can't believe that. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. I mean, I can, but like. <laughs> I'm just glad that they were trans. Uh, you know, woke in this. I'm kind of now moving on to pain, and I'm actually like hurting. You know, I was proud of these guys for recognizing that they needed to both identify that the subject was a male and that he had his penis. Ouch. Ouch. I don't know. <laughs> there were a number of fire comments in this thread. Oh, no. Uh, the first uh, when was penis. that? When was that? Uh, I think it was a couple of days ago. And it says, 30 positively amazing ways to have fun with paper clips. <laughs> Number five. And uh, then down below, we have my absolute favorite one. I gotta scroll all the way down. Oh my gosh, it's not even here yet. View more. Keep going. You're gonna keep going. Oh, is that it? No way. Where's that? Oh, no. Did they get taken down? It will be the saddest thing in my life. The saddest thing in my life just happened to them. They took down my favorite <laughs> comment on this thread, but it was... Clippy. <laughs> From Microsoft Word <laughs> Tutorials. <laughs> JPEG, yeah, and it said Clippy's Revenge. <laughs> He's, he strikes when you least expect him. Oh. oh, but then people had to kill my buzz because they said, you know, everyone, it's highly possible that it could just be a child. Enjoy that buzzkill, everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... Everyone's joking, having a good time. And someone's got to say something, uh, you know, down-to-earth and level-headed. Pull it back into reality. Yeah. Like, oh man. We were having fun joking about this, this person. <laughs> Some guys... It was a tragedy. Some child was curious about his anatomy and shoved a paperclip in there and got stuck somehow. Or jabbed something. Oh. Ugh. Don't think about it now. It's all inappropriate and horrible. <sighs> In other news, <laughs> I did a little uh, research, and by a uh, little, I mean I Googled and clicked on the first thing I found. <laughs> <laughs> That the uh, Quincy mayoral race on our continuing coverage uh, has recently entered the phase where people are required to file their petitions to be in the primary race. There have been three candidates that have filed their papers so far, and the latest to do so is uh, Mr. Troop or Traup. Mike Trump, Troop, Trump. I don't know how to pronounce it. But this uh, candidate filed his papers most recently, and down the article we can say that in addition to Trump 
former city council alderman Paul Havermail filed his petition to run for mayor as a Republican. And uh, as we discussed last week, Nora Baldner had filed her petition. Uh, the two guys that had announced earlier, so Mr. Cook and the high school uh, graduate Brennan Hills, uh, they haven't filed their petitions yet. And this one doesn't even reference Cook, but it does discuss Hills and how he hasn't. So I don't know if something happened to Cook, she decided not to run, or what's going on. But unfolding, the current, uh, the current candidates will be Mr. Troop, Paul Havermail, and Nora Baldner. I really hope that Brennan Hills gets uh, his stuff together, gets that petition filed, yeah. so that our coverage will have more exciting stuff. Especially since I've already seen like billboards and stuff up for the kids. I know, that's what I was just going to say. I've seen signs, and uh, I think over on uh, Tolson State, there's a huge uh, billboard or sign, like one of those big cloth signs that are draped alongside the building. Yeah, and I don't know if maybe he's not running in the primary, because, you know, you wouldn't have to, necessarily. I guess He could not. be an independent. Right. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do an interview. I'll call him up next Friday. I'll find his number somewhere, and we'll ring it through and see uh, if I can find out how to do it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be on my scanner. That's <laughs> 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 that guy, guy calling teenagers to find out... <laughs> Hey, no. kid, I heard you're <laughs> yeah. running for mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your platform. But, <laughs> oh. Oh. Your, your favorite, we're going to get, uh, you know, labeled with some sort of Stigma. <laughs> this this guy be like, oh, two two guys on a podcast, QPD and route. I don't know. Like, oh, hey, hey. They keep calling me every week. I don't know who they are. Yes, <laughs> I. Brody, Mr. Hills. <laughs> they said that they were coming to me live from the abandoned <laughs> warehouse. Well, I can see how that can be troubling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that place on 4th Street, I know it. It could be any number of ones down by the river. That's true. Oh, speaking of that, uh, got uh, some in-laws, Allison's sister and her husband are staying with us, and he decided to go for a run. And he ran from my house all the way down to the river. Well, that's a pretty good run. Yeah, it was like four miles or something in itself, and I said, well, that's crazy. I would never do anything like that in the first place. And then I don't know if I would have explored that region of town on foot, particularly at at that late hour in the evening. (laughs) Yeah, that's what my next question was going to be, is when did he go out for that run? Yeah. Uh, the wife asked him if anybody had tried to sell him some meth. He, he said he wasn't solicited, but someone did. Well, he had his dog with him, who is a pit bull, 
So, I imagine okay. you would have been okay. Yeah. So you got a pit bull there, too? Two pit bulls. Oh. On top of your others? Yes. So there are four dogs. But, uh, the in-laws, uh, pull a trailer, and so they're camping out in their trailer in the driveway. Oh, okay. So that's what that was. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what life is. I invited them to be on the podcast, one or both. They declined the invitation. I think we should be offended. Ugh, terrible. No guest stars tonight, folks. Sad, sad. But, (laughs) not quite as sad as our uh, Speaker of the House for the State of Illinois, Mike Madigan. Even the governor's on board. Pritzker calls on Madigan to resign if he can't explain role in comed bribery scheme. I've got an amount of schadenfreude related to this because Mike Madigan is an interesting fellow, to say the least. And his downfall wouldn't be uh, entirely either unexpected or uh, unlooked for in my heart. But... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. there, there has not been anything directly tying Mike Madigan to this bribery schema only his <laughs> close confidants and affiliates and it's democratic yeah. politics in Illinois so really you know nobody gets out clean so I'm not too personally concerned about that no but it is interesting to see these two uh, mob bosses, I mean, uh, de- de- Democratic uh, officials uh, kind of button heads. Yeah, I don't know. Behind the scenes, something's yeah. got to be happening because people are turning over on him. He's losing a lot of support. People aren't, unlike the Republicans uh, in supporting the uh, contesting of the election that is ongoing for president, they folded like a uh, deck of cards and and they're saying, well, as the governor here, if he can't explain this, he's got to go, even though we don't have any direct evidence or anything directly linking him to this yet. So something behind the scenes is going on. This could be a power play, uh, trying to get uh, Mike Madigan out of the head spot to make room for people that he's, have been locked out by his rule for... 30 plus Decades. years yeah yeah that's that's what i'm thinking it's like your time's done this is <laughs> you you made that one slip up <laughs> thank yeah. you quincy man and then what <laughs> oh, exactly local yeah that was the guy quincy uh... secretly secretly a hero <laughs> for having all this stuff come to life maybe i mean was... i don't know because it's just this this is just like Surface level stuff. No one big's been taken down. Mike Madigan's been tainted by association, but they haven't had anything yet leaky, linking him directly to it. Uh, yeah, because he probably died. You know, I don't know. You get to people and whatever, but it's like, all right. I operate under the assumption that they're all dirty and they're all up to no good. <laughs> this uh, just, These are statesmen, Zach. This just these sounds like... This sounds like dirty politics behind the scenes. So they found something and they're just putting this 
case together this uh, schmear campaign against Madigan based on this uh, rare prosecution of political corruption to try to unseat him and then uh, create a power vacuum that they can then fight to fill. And Pritzker, mayhap, is one of the people hoping to play a part in that. Even though I hope in my heart of heart that he, he will join these bribery aficionados in prison in the next decade or less. Oh, it's bound to, and they won't. Ha- he won't have a. He won't. He won't have a President Trump to pardon him. Yeah, he won't have a Mike Madigan to support him either. No for this nonsense. I can see the headline now. Madigan calls on Pritzker to resign and admit fault if he can't explain his role in his tax evasion. No. <laughs> yeah, don't... Exactly, don't lose this battle. <laughs> I think it was over a year ago when we heard about the potential uh, investigation and indictments of Pritzker himself. And that hasn't gone anywhere, sadly. Nope. We need to just, like, clean house. Ugh feel dirty thinking about all these Careful. Illinois politicians and I can feel free to speak freely on this because as I mentioned before we have about seven people who regularly view this and so no one's going to come knocking on my door you won't find me died of suicide with gunshot wounds to the back <laughs> oh Speaking of good government, <laughs> uh, there are shenanigans out in the state of California related to COVID lockdowns, and the uh, uh, the governor in that state has a since this whole shenanigans started, California has been on the forefront of instituting restrictions and lockdowns. Legally enforced mandates and including recently enacting penalties associated with things like violating mask mandates and stuff like that. So you can get a ticket, you have to pay a fine if you aren't masked up, etc., etc., etc. And, uh, you know, the, the people got to eat, Adam. People got to eat, and I can't judge the man, but him and about a hundred or so friends were out at that fancy three Michelin star restaurant for some party or whatever. Yep. (laughs) And he got caught and he's like, hey, 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 you know, we're all sinners, so who am I to judge? Or who are you to judge me, basically, is what it came down Yeah, to. yeah. <laughs> they were like senior health officials, too, I, yeah. I think, if, if I read that correctly. Oh. Yeah, that's what you call snake. Yeah, well, this was my favorite take on it all. In that, in that uh, Christ first stone-throwing vein, <laughs> let the one among you who has not feasted indoors on a majestic 15-course tasting menu with sommelier-paired wines <laughs> throw the first stone. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one. <laughs> That's not Babylon B, is it? No. This is someone named Newman Nahas, and I really enjoyed it. That's pretty good. It really had everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
uh, it had the direct, you know, reference to the scandal, along with the allusions to his own, uh, <laughs> who are you to judge me, nonsense yeah. that he was yeah. doing. In a news conference, says, we all have our failings, Adam. I'll strive to do better and not get caught. <laughs> it's, next time. it's not even that. <laughs> He's been railing against everything. Oh my gosh. Been railing against all this stuff, talking about how important masks are and whatnot, and then, like, <laughs> oops. <laughs> we all have our failings. It's like, this is the thing that you've been saying. And it was it, it was the worst sin. He didn't put a he, he didn't put a cloth over his face. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, well, he needs to correct the record, and so do we, because last week, and I can't believe I couldn't recall who Robert Smalls was. But in reference to discussing who should replace Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill, and of course you and I both said that Wesley Snipes is the, you know, head and shoulder front. (laughs) That would be pretty cool, especially based off of his refusal to pay his taxes. Well-deserving in my book. But Robert Smalls, and we couldn't recall who Robert Smalls was, so I went ahead and looked him up after the show, and I discovered that I did know who Robert Smalls was. Thank you very much. I just couldn't place that particularly, uh, you know, unique name with this particular individual. Now we'll regale you with the tales of one Robert Smalls. Robert Smalls was born in slavery in South Carolina. He worked his way up and was plying his trade in Charleston, keeping a dollar for himself while sending the rest back to his slave master. Married a slave woman in the city and was working to buy them out of slavery, only to realize once he did the math that it would take him decades to save up the $800 needed to do so. The Civil War comes, and old Robert here sees his opportunity. He had become uh, well accustomed to the harbor there in in St. Charles, and he had been piloting ships for quite a while. He hoodwinked the ship captain into uh, creating a situation where he could sneak his family and the families of those slaves that worked on the ship aboard this this mining vessel. And they commandeered it. He disguised himself in the straw hat of the captain in his, in his attire. He knew all the hand signals to all of the Confederate forts on the way, and he managed to slip past one by one until Fort Sumner was the last one known for the most cunning of Confederates, the most suspicious, the most dastardly. The other slaves on the ships, they were scared, they were frightened. They said, don't go anywhere near that fort, Robert. But Robert said, no, that would be a dead giveaway. So he casually, as casually as one can, steam a mining ship. The normal route past the fort 
when the signals were sent from the fort, he had uh, answered them with the appropriate hand signals that he had learned from plying his trade in the harbor. And there was no response. The women cried and prayed. The men dropped to their knees, but Robert kept his cool. Eventually, expecting the guns to fire and blow him out of the water, they received the all clear. Seeing the Union blockade in the distance, Robert set a beeline, the alarm not being raised until they were outside of the range of the fort's cannons. Welcomed among the Union lines, Robert and his intelligence and his knowledge of the harbor and the waterways around South Carolina allowed the Union to bloodlessly take over several forts and speed the war to the end. After the war, he returned to South Carolina and was elected to the State House and then later to Congress as the first and only Republican uh, congressman from the 5th District there until the 1960s, I believe. Served two terms. Robert Smalls, great man, great patriot, Deserving of us to remember him, and so for that slide, I've decided to regale you folks this evening with his part of his, but a small part of his doings in life. Look him up, read about him, tell him, tell your kids about him. That we all could be but half the man of old Robert here. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, flip it by those forts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Recommend Robert Smalls for the $20 bill. He convinced <laughs> me. I still like that. Uh, was that a picture of Harriet Tubman with, like, his gu the gun, gunslinging Harriet Tubman? Yeah. I recommend that one, too. Also be good. There's all sorts of fun stuff we could do. I was thinking about this, and I think it's difficult to do because of reasons. Uh, I think they partially tried to do it with quarters when they did the whole state quarter business. And then periodically you'd have like the bicentennial quarter or whatever. Commemorative coins, you have a year where it's like, yeah, we got something fun, and then it's like, now nah, we're back to business now. Uh, yeah. Like, every time there's a new queen or whatever, you get new currency put out with the queen's face on it. The hell, when the last time that happened? A long time ago. <laughs> We've had this with one queen. She, I believe she she might be immortal. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, there's the, yeah. We don't have that. We, I mean, we'd be like, we become so stagnated in these sorts of things. These rituals, traditions, ways of honoring people. Like, what, you might get a stamp? And who the hell uses mails nowadays? Well, same thing with money, though. With uh, paper currency and uh, coins. We're getting there. I would believe you, except for the absolute, uh, you know, <laughs> pulling your hair out nonsense that people raised about Andrew Jackson still being on the $20 bill. So people still care. Right. It's, and... uh, yeah, it's a thing, though. 
you could... He had his time, Andrew Jackson, oh, whatever, you know, say what you will about his presidency and his life and the things he did and the defeat of the British, et cetera, et cetera. He really hated the British. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think there was, I don't think he hated a people more than he hated the British. As we all should, but I think Andrew Jackson had a lot of hate, hate inside of him for a lot of different people. <laughs> Yeah, probably why you lived so long. Yeah, it'll do that to you. Embittered and gnarled. It reminds me of like a tree knot. Like a burl yeah, on an oak tree. Nickname, his nickname was like Old Hickory or yeah. something. So there you go. <laughs> he, literally. he had his time, just like Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin, great statesman, founding father. On the $100 bill, whatever, you, you, you might see five of those if you're a normal person in your lifetime, and who cares? <laughs> you can do stuff with that, you know, like honor somebody for, you know, we'll have a run for five years of Harriet Tubman on the 20 with the guns crossed across her chest. Super badass. <laughs> that, 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 that does sound cooler than the picture that I saw, but uh, it wasn't, she wasn't just like, you know... Yeah, Guns it's crossed. like it's like one of those gangsters with their <laughs> selfies on Facebook, and then oh. they get they get like expelled from school. We saw that. No, pic- I saw the thing. She had like a Jake. We saw uh, that picture you like... posted on Facebook with the guns. <laughs> no, she's like it's like a shot, and she's like got her. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a revolver that she had too. So uh, those are just cooler. Um, <laughs> So, oh, anyways. Yeah. Anyway, uh, have a run. We have a couple years with Robert Smalls on the 20. Uh, you know, Rosa Parks get on the $50 bill for, you know, uh, and you can put that and you can honor people for a time. And then those things is like, oh, do you have a, <laughs> do you have a Harriet Tubman 20? You know, and it's a collector's item and all this stuff. And it's like, yes, we honor these people. We even put them on our currency. That's how much they mean to us. I think that's a good idea. And because we, we have the stagnation and we're so tied to it, like, oh, no, Andrew Jackson, president from the, you know, 19th century, he's just on the 20 forever. Or the whatever. Hey. No, uh, that's odd. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but, yeah. Oh, you, you <laughs> the, collector's, the collector's item thing. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. You should have rotation. I mean, yeah. you... You keep Lincoln on the five. You keep Washington on the one. Uh, you know, depending on whatever philosophy you might have. Why is Eisenhower still on the stupid dime? Yeah, I guess he is, isn't he? <laughs> we don't need to have Eisenhower on the dime forever. How American are you? I, don't, I mean, I like Ike. <laughs> he defeated Nazi Europe, Zachary. Give him his ten cents. Yeah, and that's why he's there. He's been there for quite a while, is what I'm saying. But he doesn't quite have the same gravitas as a Lincoln or a Washington. We might keep those guys on their respective currency. You need, like, a Winfield Scott, too. Yeah, we can rotate it around. That's what I'm saying. Winfield Scott, he's got his time on the coin. He's got, like, he's got two war victories under his belt. Or at least, uh, uh, he didn't see the Civil War to the end, did he? I can't recall. 
I know he, he, he had a weird thing where he got the boot and then he came back, I thought. But I don't know if he saw it to the end. There was something I know weird. Because I know he was the master behind master planner behind the Mexican American War. But like the and I know he initiated plans for the Civil War on the Union side, but I'm not sure how it if he survived. You're making me want to pull out my Shelby Foot uh, Civil War uh, book to read up, but Weevil Scott played a role. He was, I believe, the Secretary of War at one point. I know he in, in, initiated, like, the, yeah, the starting point with, like, the blockades and the um, how to, like, choke the Confederacy. There into was a some... Christian controversy and he got removed and then he was like I can't remember all the details so, I don't want I mean, to speak like, wrong about Winfield Scott and have to do another Robert Small uh, in, in yeah, the morning. I'm just saying he's got two wars under his belt yeah I'm so saying <clears throat> he can spend he can do a tenure on you know the two dollar bill Everybody, it, it'll be fine it'll be fine don't worry about it, guys. Who is it? Jefferson's on the two? Uh, did they? It, at least he was. I mean, I don't remember the last time they had a run with the two. I think that was when we were kids. They, they still make those. The, the, they still print new ones. Do they, really? Yes. I don't know. I did not know that. Yes. So, I, I believe... I think, yeah, I think no one even has $2 bills. Yeah, it's just... It's just you know, it's just an honorific thing. Like, and we've decided that for the next five years, Winfield Scott, American patriot who orchestrated the, uh, you know, successful, you know, prosecution of two wars for this country shall be featured on the $2 bill. They'll have an unveiling, and they'll have like a wall-sized mock-up of the two, and it's a redesign. Yeah, you can get your initial mint proofs or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you'll have yeah. to... It's a thing. I don't know if you'd want to do it like very often, because you have to have like the plates engraved, and it would cost right, a lot. Right, it would cost. But I think that it would now, be neat. <laughs> with, with technology today, I'm pretty sure it's really cheap to do that now. I don't know. Commission some, commission some artists off of Instagram and then just have them do a CAD file or something. Yeah, I don't I'm know. sure that it works. Yeah, pull out a, a dollar bill sometime and then think about the <laughs> the CAD file you'd have to write to engrave that thing. Probably not that. <laughs> I don't know if you could do that with a, with a CNC machine. With some guy with know. a chisel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, but speaking of people who maybe not be patriots, anybody who was won't admit losing an election. If the losing party won't accept defeat, democracy is dead, says the Washington Post. By the way, this is election coverage, continuing election coverage, because despite the fact that uh, the Washington Post and the Associated Press might want you to believe that this election is over. It's not over yet, folks. As we mentioned last week, you got to wait until the election yep. is certified by the states under the process established by them. 
and finally certified because I did read in the process today that even though Georgia did certify their election results and they certified them as Biden winning, I believe by 12,000 votes, that because the victory was within an amount that after certification, a candidate can request a recount uh, as a matter of right under their process. So, even certified in Georgia, they can still have a recount and do other things. Have legal challenges, etc., etc. I'm sure they're planning all of that. It's only 12,000 votes. That's like one half of a precinct in DeKalb County. Yeah, that's... uh... It's not that much. It's actually like it's incredible that it's uh, that narrow. Yeah. Uh, but the losing party, see, it's all the presumption, and this is part of, I believe, the uh, left and Democrat strategy. And you know, the right's doing their own thing. The Republicans are doing one thing. Uh, but the left is doing the strategy of it's already over, and Biden has won. And we need to act like that. And if we keep yeah. on acting like it, then everybody's going to get on board. So we have opinion pieces in the Washington Post saying, you losers need to accept it. You just lost, losers. You guys lost this and you lost so big and Trump hates losing. Is this enough winning for you, you losers? <laughs> yeah, <plus. laughs> aren't, aren't we respectable people that are to be admired? <laughs> Yes. And uh, <laughs> this is the same publication that had democracy dies in darkness over yeah. the past four years, isn't it? You know, let's go. Max. They have principles, but yeah. you know, I think don't think their strategy is working. <laughs> I don't think so either, <laughs> as evidenced by a, a Rasmussen uh, report that was put out that says that uh, today. of Democrats, 39% of unaffiliates, and 75% of Republicans say that it was very likely that Democrats stole votes or destroyed pro-Trump ballots in several states to ensure that Biden would win. That's uh, that's a huge huge number of of Democrats that would... uh, Oh my gosh, I can't... I can't get over that number. When I saw that, 30% of... I mean, I don't know. However you... Polls are garbage anyway, so how do you parse that out? But... They're either the most respectable and scientific (laughs) way of predicting things, or they're complete trash. Polls don't even work. How could you say that 30% of Democrats... This is obviously fake news. Or it's likely there's some truth to this in that, <laughs> and I don't know. Because, <laughs> 30% of Democrats had actually done it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, our senses lie to us when we see things and we trick ourselves because we have primitive monkey brains or whatever. But <laughs> if you don't know any better and you're just looking at the face value of the stuff as reported, everybody can see that mail-in voting isn't as secure as in-person voting. Everyone can see that it's suspicious when you have 11th hour 
ballot dumps that throw the challenging candidate into the lead. It's <laughs> like significant, like significantly too. Yeah, it's it just looks suspicious. And you've been hearing stuff. There's been literal <clears throat> news reports that come out and they say that things have been happening. Ballots have been dumped. Ballots haven't been counted. Ballots for Democrats have been overcounted in a number of situations. What's the, they found? They they just found the other day. They found a container or something of a bunch of ballots in Georgia. Like, yeah, thousands of. Why ballots you don't do that? You vote counted. in person. You vote in person. That's what I said. I don't like any of this early voting, mail-in voting stuff. I'm not into it. Early voting because. There was a number of insane things that happened leading up to when early voting could, earliest possible vote you could cast and when, you know, the election happened. And there was like crazy stuff happening day after day. There's Hunter Biden things and then Joe Biden's involved in the Hunter Biden stuff. And <laughs> Oh, you're saying, uh, okay, so you're saying like it's too early to tell something might happen. Yeah, you never want to. You might want to change your vote. You don't know what's going to happen. And on top of that, mail-in voting because there's no, there's none of the even limited, oftentimes, uh, security measures put in place to make sure that only valid vote, votes are being counted. And this hey, is hey Zach, every vote matters. No, every vote matters. No, they don't. The the illegitimate votes well, do not matter. That's what I've been seeing. Every legitimate legal vote that was eligible to be cast matters. And I think that that's a legal vote. What's a legal vote? According yeah, to yeah, what's a legal vote? I think that's code language, Zachary. <sighs> you just got to t- t- trigger. I don't even want to, and you're just, you're just messing with me, but you're like, it makes me want to just jive in on this. The states establish the policy for how your votes are cast in that law that the states establish is how the votes must be cast. They can limit it in a number of ways. The Constitution only prohibits the restriction on the franchise in like five categories. Gender, or I believe it says sex. Basically ladies is what they were getting at when they passed the 19th Amendment. They can't have a poll tax. They can't restrict it because of race. And uh, because of age, uh, if they're at least 18. Right. And I think that might be it. Then they get the... They got rid of the uh, property ownership, too. Yeah. Didn't they? Uh, You can still do that. They haven't got rid of it. So, Illinois tomorrow decided to say that, and I don't know, because it could be an equal protection thing, even though I could probably make a rational argument saying that, uh, because there are specific constitutional provisions outlining when the franchise can be denied or not be denied to people, that those limitations... uh, weren't intended to be encompassed in, say, the Equal Protection Clause. Or, on the alternative, you could argue that they aren't in the same class of persons. Property owners aren't the same as unproperty owners. So that's different classes of people. You're treating all property owners equally. 
property owners and non-property owners aren't the same class, and so equal protection wouldn't apply. So you could still do that. You could say only property owners are allowed to vote in elections. I think you'd probably have a hard time getting that passed nowadays, but no constitutional restrictions on that kind of thing. And anyway, this is exactly why, though, you want to have open, secure process, work to eliminate fraud as much as possible, because you don't want people to think that the elections are just whoever can cheat the most, because then that gets accepted, and then cheating is part of the system, and it it's not even there's no stigma around it, and so then you have more cheating, and now yeah, your elections you cheat the best. Yeah, and now your elections are just like kangaroo nonsense that don't mean anything. All right. Ugh. Anyway, I don't know if they don't understand or they don't care. My suspicion is that people don't care, and they just feel That's like. Elections are cheating, and cheating is just part of it. Get good or go broke, my friend. Which makes me a little sad. Uh, speaking of getting good or going broke, old Joe Biden is asking you to help fund his transition into the presidency. I don't understand this. <laughs> uh, I saw that today. I don't understand it. I don't know exactly. I'm guessing that there's a line item for uh, funding the costs of the transition of the incoming administration. Federal budget. So there's an amount that you get for office space and hiring dudes and, you know, doing all the stuff you need to do in order to, <laughs> you know. Because you got to hire consultants and stuff, and you're bringing in party people to advise. You hire consultants for. Who's who's going to be Secretary of State? I don't know. I don't. don't Maybe maybe we need to get some people in here. (laughs) I don't know. Who's the Who's the current Secretary of State? Joe Joe Biden. Joe Biden gets a phone book out. He's like, oh, Condoleezza Rice. I know her. Wait, she's What's a Republican. We can't have Republicans in here, Joe. Oh. You you do it, Kamala. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This could be a disaster. <laughs> corn, corn pop, is that you? <laughs> anyway, uh... There's a there's a process and hiring people, getting staff in place, getting everything set up uh, so that you have a smooth transition January 20th between the old and the new administration. And to, in order to fund that uh, and to get everybody on board and to organize that, uh, I believe there is funding involved. And I don't know uh, because it's in question and they're hot on trying to say with all earnesty that it's over, it's Joe, even though the process hasn't played out yet, uh, that at least in recent history, this process begins immediately after the election because it's a to-do. There's the thing's a leviathan now, and so you have to have like a million hires and there's hundreds of people and undersecretaries and secretaries and whatever else is happening. 
and they have to start right away. And so if you kick that down the road a month, you compress that timeline in half. And so they're not going to have enough time to do everything. And Trump doesn't care because he's got already got his guys or whatever that he would need if he was to win. So, it, it or, if lo- or if he, or if he, you know, if he loses, f, f that. Like, who cares? Yeah, he's he's so he's jamming up Joe pretty good on this, and so I think that they're trying to uh, try to begin that process without being able to access those funds. And there's probably campaign regulations against using your campaign funds that you've received for those kinds of kinds of things. Yeah. And so they need to have a, another source of funds. And so they're doing this. And I imagine the DNC probably. is probably helping fund it in other ways too. Probably. But they probably, because this is unsettled and they probably have been talking about this, though not in public, that they don't want to dump a bunch of cash into this to have it, you know, get thrown in the trash in a few weeks. I was, I was, I was wondering, I'm like, I'm sure that they could find a pretty good chunk of donors. Uh, yeah. So without like, without like you know, trying to solicit Carl who works at the lumber yard, or whatever, you know, <laughs> who's got you know, he could either buy uh, some uh, chocolate with his paycheck, or he could donate to this transition fund, and they're like, hey, donate to us. Yeah, whatever. You feel like you're part of fighting the Trump, uh, you know. Lame duck dictator, I believe I heard him referred to. <laughs> lame duck dictator, yeah, that's a great one. I don't think dictators are are allowed to be lame ducks. I'm pretty sure that they just kill people that say stuff like that. Yeah, or they they handpick their successor and then they like you know become the puppet master or whatever. They, oh, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be president for four years, and then I will. <laughs> <laughs> Totally within, the, Putin? totally within the realm of the Constitution here. Putin was president or whatever, and then he had term limits and he couldn't be it anymore. And so then he became prime minister yeah. in Russia. That's exactly who I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. He was in prime minister long enough to either allow him to run again or to eliminate the term limit issue. And then he got back to being president. Oh, Putin. We hardly knew ye. Yeah. But, uh, in line with what we've been talking about, I uh, ran across uh, this guy on the old Twitter, and it basically comes down to what a lot of people, I think, aren't saying, except for this guy. But there is a more profound question embedded in here. If a court fight succeeds in uncovering massive fraud, thus returning Trump to the White House, but it also guarantees the country is irrevocably torn apart and by its conclusion ceases to exist, is it still worth doing? And I, of course, said yes.jpg. What, if you find out that there's fraud, is it worth doing it? Yeah, if it's like, if the end of the day, oh, fraud, this is the same thing. It's like, fraud's part of the system, man. It's like, whatever. If you're just going to go ahead and prove it and prove that these elections are fake and whatever and they're just whoever can cheat the best, 
That would yeah. ruin the country. I'm like, to the extent that fraud is deciding the elections, our country is ruined. And I think that he might be, and people that think this way, and I think it's a lot of people who say that he should just accept it anyway, regardless, because it's just like, they cheated better, they won, get good or go broke. And I say that, uncover the massive fraud, you idiots. You people that have been whining about nonsense forever. You news folks, get out there. You federal prosecutors, get out there and find these bastards and roast them. And tell everybody, painted across the sides of buildings, that these idiots are committing fraud and your elections aren't safe. And you know what the people will do? I don't think they'd tear this country across, uh, apart. They would hang those bastards and they'd fix I think fix they this would thing. hang. Because <laughs> the whole point was then telling the people themselves that their vote didn't matter it doesn't matter what you vote yeah because guess what we've got our we've got the system rigged so you could vote for this you can vote for that whatever it doesn't matter because we know it's gonna happen the way we want it and uh, uh it's all it sounds like treason like yeah. hang them that's what i said i said yeah i don't think that the country would be torn apart i think that these bastards who are doing this would get lynched and I'm all for that. String them up. After a uh, <clears throat> properly conducted uh, judicial proceeding in order to prove that they were complicit in this act beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah. Within the law, well, of course. Well, that's a, that's a given, Zachary. I wouldn't talk about extra judicial punishment. I mean, you would go through the process. I'd never call for people to be hung on the street for committing treason against this nation without a trial. Trial's part of the process. you got to completely humiliate them. Don't oh, no, get me started. I'll get talking about o- Osama bin Laden here in a second. <laughs> oh, no. And that's another warning on our video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and our ongoing coverage of all things Santa Claus and other news with the Christmas holiday just around the corner. <laughs> Anthony Fauci announced that Santa Claus is immune to COVID-19. Oh. I thought, that's, a, that's amazing. No, kids don't have to worry about Santa Claus getting COVID-19. and He'll still come. He's not worried about getting the virus. Uh, but then we have this commenter weighing in, and he says, in quotes, We have the technology. The time is now. Science can no, wait no longer. Children are our future. America can, should, must, and will harvest Santa's blood. <laughs> He's got the cure inside his peppermint-coated veins. Oh, yeah. Santa. We'll get your sweet Santa juices before this is through. <laughs> Why would you call it that? <laughs> Gross. It's it's magic. It would make us immune and superhuman. <laughs> and last but not <laughs> least, uh, oh while Joe Biden's having to beg for scraps in order to fund his fake transition that shouldn't be happening yet because the election isn't over, people have found other things to spend their money on. For example, apparently, they've developed facial recognition software for bears. <laughs> well, 
wait, well, like, like they can tell the can tell the bears apart from each other, or they can look at a bear and be like, this bear looks like Matthew McConaughey. I think it's the <laughs> first one. I think it's uh, okay. They'll set up trail cams or whatever, and then they can and when they're. Oh, okay. I, I imagine it's for like censuses and stuff, identifying bears and tracking their movements and things, and seeing if it's a new bear or not. It's not in the database. By looking at its face, and they have software that can tell one bear from another. So, you know, they developed a system, image recognition, programmed some software to be able to, and algorithms to be able to calculate based on whatever landmarks and features is how I understand facial recognition to work, that this bear is Jane and not Joan, the massive half-ton grizzly bear. Okay. Wandering the slopes of Yellowstone. <laughs> or the streets of Quincy. <laughs> oh, not yet. Oh, yeah, you get a you get a black bear every now and then. We had one. And he was like an internet darling for a while. One yeah, well, well, shoot, you. you know, I don't know. Remember when we lived up north? There was a bear. There was a black bear that was going, roaming around there too. You know. I say that, and I say that, but I've been to the parks around here, and they are all bear-protected trash cans everywhere you go. And I hate it. Because, look, first of all, public parks aren't the best places in general. They are vandalized and whatever. But now you've got to reach your hand into a concealed compartment to push a button on a trash can at a public park in order to open it. I feel like I'm taking my life into my hands every time I reach into one of those things. I don't want to <laughs> stick my hand into yeah. You're going to get something. You're going to get something worse than COVID. God, I don't even know. <laughs> I hate it. I'm like, oh, why? We don't have, we have like a random bear once a decade. And they've got these bear-proof trash cans everywhere. Ugh. Dislike. I need to get a stick and yeah. jam it in there to open. They stay thing. away because of the bear proof. That Trash can't be. Yeah. So, so you have it backwards. <laughs> Maybe that is it. If it weren't for our bear-proof trash cans, there'd be bears <laughs> everywhere. Oh, and then I'd wish we had them. Oh, it's jokes on me, I guess. <laughs> well, anyway, folks, that's our show. Tonight. I didn't have anything else, and and we are out of time. Adam, do you have anything you'd like to say to the folks this evening before we go? I do have a question. Have you been to the DMV lately? Oh, funny you should ask. I uh, haven't, and in fact, it's being closed for three weeks due to new COVID restrictions. But I, I wrote an amazing piece of flash fiction that was recently published online by Pulp Modern. Link down below. Uh, you can read and leave a comment in it or whatever. Uh, they have an excellent collection, uh, a building, an excellent collection of uh, flash fiction on that website. Uh, and mine, the DMV, was recently published. It even has an audio recording of me reading it on there for your entertaining, entertaining. Does it really? Yeah. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah, there's a link to it uh, at the bottom of the of the story. So, Good deal. Uh, check that out. Uh, comment on it and like this video.
like this video of me and Adam here on Trigger episode number Lucky 13. <laughs> and subscribe to our channel <laughs> so that you know when we have new videos go up and when we go live. Uh, you can also follow us on face Facebook? No, not Facebook. Uh, I don't know. I have, do have a, I do have that uh, author page that you could like. Follow but, uh, Adam's author page on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. I have been thinking about starting a triggered Facebook page. Nice. Maybe I'll set that up. It's like I got anything else to do. I got to timestamp this stuff. I was so late. I didn't even get the last week's video one done until yesterday. Yesterday? <laughs> I thought it was today. <laughs> it was yesterday. That was good. Anyway, folks, that's our show for tonight. We hope you enjoyed it, and have a happy weekend, and happy Thanksgiving. See you next time. <laughs>